Somebody hacked into my Spotify. <laughs> oh, dude. No. No one. So, I didn't get hacked in my Spotify. I, um, the, uh, they canceled my subscription. What? Yeah. Well, because my mom had a bunch of credit cards or something like that. She's fine. Um, but she had a business and a personal credit card and there was something where it mixed up where like something was due on something and then they canceled the other card, the non-business card. And so they canceled that card too and they canceled both cards and my Spotify was on that and they were like, we will delete all your music if you, if you don't pay us. And I was like, who hasn't paid the Spotify bill? Somebody, I just have somebody on my, like I've had somebody on my account before. We'll bring you in by the way. They would always. We'll bring you in. Yeah, I, well, I, she told me about it. Um, she was disputing something on her business card, and they were discussing it and trying to negotiate it or something. And because she didn't pay that, they closed her personal account. Yeah, right. Where they're totally separate. You shouldn't do that. No. And she's been a, like that extra gold card or platinum, five hundred dollars extra a year. So she and she used to be able to contact people and talk to them because she had that platinum card. She called people. Nobody was answering. It was all it was robots. All, and they cut her off, and they mm-hmm. cut the one account. They yeah. left the the account she was disputing open, but cut off a personal account, and that's where all that stuff was because that was personal stuff. Yeah. And we kept it separate from the business. Yeah, it's so fucked. Wait, well, so how did yours get hacked? Well, I have somebody on my Spotify, so like I've had some. There's been people on it before. Like I've noticed, I'll get you on. Share your Spotify? No, I don't. But I'm saying like somebody's mm-hmm. got somehow logged into my account. Like I don't know how they got my username and password, Jeez. but they like there was times before when they would like. If somebody else is listening to music on Spotify, you can't listen to it at the same time. So yeah. they would like fuck oh. with it. Where I'd be trying to listen to music, and you they know would, about that. They one. would turn on their music, and yeah. so like I had to, I had to change. I did. What were like, the songs? They were. Can't remember the last time, but this person like were they this person's not bad because it's so this it's funny because this person's like listening to it. I'll like get on and I'll notice like weird music. Mm-hmm. Like this is what was being listened to. It's like they're generic, like, like, they're like stranger the things. Disco yeah. music? Or? You, ever, you ever seen stranger but things? They, <laughs> That's what um, it sounds like. They don't. They don't buy, like if I get on, I start listening, listening to music. They don't cut me off, so like I haven't, oh, that's done, nice. I haven't done anything about it yet. Because oh, I'm just kind of like, like this poor person probably yeah. doesn't have Spotify. Yeah. And I'm like, I don't well, care. like, and and <laughs> so in my car, right? I'll be listening to music when I'm not home, and then the song will stop. I'll be like, what's going on? And we realize that. We set up the Alexa to my Spotify. It was a terrible idea. And so he, whenever he cooks or does anything in the kitchen, will like blare Sinatra or like opera music. Or Louis Prima. Yeah. And so every once in a while, it's just like my car will switch to like, and every time it rains, all of a sudden it would turn off. I said, what? Who turned this off? What happened? So I tried to tell it again. And it wouldn't even get as far as it did the last time because he's ready to cut it off. <laughs> so I'm like, hey, like this is my Spotify. I had no <laughs> idea it was connected. Hello, everybody, and welcome back to episode 13 of the Potluck Podcast. Woo. Today is December 30th. I am joined, as always, by my lovely co-host, Jack. Jack, how are we doing today? I'm doing really well. Um, really quick, before we get into like the meat of the show, I was kind of pissed today. Why? Because I, you know, I work for Amazon. Yes. Daddy Bezos and the Bezos yeah. Brigade. Um, and I wake up, right? And before that, I'm going back to Columbus on Wednesday or Thursday, either one. I'm not really sure yet. Thursday. Um, Maybe Wednesday. Thanks, Dad. We'll introduce my dad in a little bit. He's just chiming in. Um, <laughs> but uh, so 
I texted my guy who does all the scheduling, who's a nice guy, super like a young guy, super nice. Um, and I was like, hey, Shaw, like I because originally when we scheduled, we scheduled it up until a little bit after Christmas. And then after that, it was just like free reign. Like I had nothing, whatever. And he scheduled me for like uh, like this past Sunday and then the like Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, Saturday. And I was like, that is just not going to work. Mm. One, because I'm going to be hung over Sunday. So like I'm not going to work. <laughs> so I texted him, right? And I was like, hey, Shaw, like I'm heading back to school early. Heading back to school early. Yeah, I guess. Um, so I can't work Thursday on from there because I'm going to be back at school. I can't work Sunday. Um, and then I called off Monday for some reason. I shouldn't have, but. I did. Um, getting greedy. Yeah, I was getting greedy with my my lenience on the uh, Amazon Prime trucks. Um, so, like, schedule for me Tuesday and Thursday, and I'll show up, and it'll be fine. And then those will be my last two days, and I'll get the heck out of there. He goes, okay, fine, whatever. And so today's Tuesday when we're recording this, and Tuesday. Um, <laughs> and so I wake up, or I don't wake up. My dad usually wakes me up at, like, 10 o'clock. <laughs> you still did some wait. You had to wake up yourself. I did have to wake up eventually, yeah. But it's usually my dad going, hey. <laughs> wake up i was like all right fine uh do my whole thing get in the shower drive 40 minutes to euclid because it's on the east side of cleveland mm-hmm. and um i get there right and what they do is they line you up in two cars you go through i'm trying to burp quietly now because i've been told that i burp too loud so i just burped um and so they hand you their your paper with your route on and everything so i get up to the front and this guy rob and Rob is an absolute character, dude. He is probably like 50 years old, bald, kind of in shape, but like a little fat. Um, and he was in the military for 25 years, Marine Corps. The fuck is he doing at Amazon? I don't know. Yeah. Dad's flexing over there because he was in the Marines. Um, <laughs> but this is not the good kind of Marine. He's like, I mean, he's nice, but like <laughs> this dude, like first day he meets me, he's like, what's up, shit bag? And I was like, hey, nice to meet you too, man. Like, what's up, I guess. And I had painted nails at the time. And he's like, you paint your nails? And I was like, oh, geez, here we go. <laughs> and so he becomes like buddy-buddy with me eventually, strictly by talking shit to me. Like, mm-hmm. just like giving me shit. And I'll just be like, oh, you got, that's a good one. Like, way to pull that one out. Like, never heard it before. Like, all the regular stuff, like ginger jokes, nail jokes. Ball buster. Yeah, right. Absolute ball buster. And so <laughs> he's the guy who hands me our route. And uh, wait, really quick. He calls me a cousin kisser. A cousin kisser. Because I told him I was in college. What mm-hmm. the hell? I was, like, I was like, what do you think we do in college? Yeah, what? What do you think college is? Do we just like go down there and like any Kiss family member we have like relations? Like I don't go to college in like Alabama. It's like Columbus, Ohio. Is he saying you're like stupid for going to college? No, he's saying that I make out with my cousin. But yeah, why would he say that? I don't know. He's making some kind of incest Weirdo. joke, but it's... Doesn't make sense. It would make sense if you were making like if I was like a rural Alabama. If you went to Alabama, yeah, Alabamian yeah. resident, and I like had buck teeth and like a unkept beard, then yeah. like you could call me a cousin kisser, and I'd be like, okay, that has some merit to it. I Remember, think. Jarheads grew up in the South. Jarheads, Marines. That's a new oh, name. really? Jarheads. Okay. Huh. Interesting. Yeah. Um, but <laughs> so he hands me his paper. Here, I pull up to him. And he goes, "Oh, I got a paper for you today." And I was like, "What?" And he goes, "You scheduled to work?" And I checked my. Which I should have done before I well before I got to the what's it called I should have done that but I didn't so I checked my app where it says when I'm to work and I'm not scheduled and I was supposed to be because I said Tuesday and Wednesday right and so he tells me he's like oh yeah just pull off to the side we'll give you something to do and like 30 minutes go by and he comes up to me he goes yeah I don't got a van for you today I was like oh. what do you mean you don't have a van for me today man like oh god damn he's like yeah like after Christmas we get like half the van's oils changed so like. You can just head on home, man. And I had been clocked in for like 30 minutes. I was like, all right, thanks for the... They don't even do it like that. They don't even pay you if you work a half hour. I'm yeah. sure. I think it's you have to make it to the hour to get the full 17. <laughs> it's not like they're giving me like, what, like 9.50? Prorate it. Yeah, right. <laughs> and so I just head home, hand, head in my hands, just like 
God damn it. And then like the, the Bezos Brigade group chat lights up and he's like, dude, we are so fucked today. And I was like, what are you talking about? And so usually my biggest route I've gotten has been 120 packages, right? And Grega, Nick Grega, um, texts in the group chat and goes, dude, I have 275 packages oh. to deliver today. 275. How long is that going to take? He wasn't done when I texted him. When he, t- he texted at five, or he texted us at six o'clock. He goes, take double. What? Almost double the time. I mean, literally. Right. Yeah. Um, and he texts us at like six o'clock. He goes, all right, only 120 stops left. Oh. I was like, bro, you're going to be out there forever. Th- like thankfully, thankfully, two hours later, JP texts in the group chat. He goes, Greg, I'm coming to rescue you. And he sent like a little, like, Bru- uh, not Bruce Bain, um, Bruce, what's his name? Clark Kent. Thank yeah. you. I didn't even, you didn't even say it, but thank you anyway. Clark Kent gif of him opening up the Superman. <laughs> <laughs> and he's like, I'm coming to save you. He's like, my hero. <laughs> and apparently, like, half the reason that they have to get the, uh, there wasn't enough vans is because it's just, so the, the trend of the first week was, um, People getting their vans stolen, right? Apparently, the trend of the second week is just people driving them into ditches. What? <laughs> like what insurance money? Yeah. <laughs> There's been four vans that have just been driven off the road and into ditches. <laughs> what the? F- Amazon's got to be a front for something. Yeah. There you How go. funny is that? Like they're cooking their. Books well, apparently, it's, oh, it has been super icy this week in Cleveland, but like, yeah, you just driving down the road, like. <laughs> drive into a ditch. You need to quit that fucking job. I'm done. I mean, Good. unless I work tomorrow, but they haven't texted me yet, so I assume I'm not working tomorrow because they, they won't schedule me. Yeah, because they, they, I told them, I'm like, hey, can you schedule me tomorrow? And he's like, yeah, I'll see. I'll text you if you can. I was like, okay, whatever. And like the last thing he says to me before I leave, he goes, who am I going to give shit to? And I was like, that was kind of cute. Like, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> took you this long. Right? Yeah. I was like, that was but like the most passive aggressive. Yeah. Oh, like, yeah. like, who am I going to who am I gonna make fun of now? It's like, oh, it's like, oh, I'm so sorry. My whole body. I'm so sorry. You <laughs> yeah. can't like do that anymore. Yeah. Well, you're able to get your hair cut and then now record a mm-hmm. podcast and go to the, than, and go to the driving range yeah. earlier than we normally you didn't do. notice my haircut. I didn't, but then you told me you got a cut. That's, Can you introduce our guest today? Because we've been talking for a while now. And yeah, I'm sorry. I just had to go. Yeah, no, you're good. Yeah, you're good. He's already falling asleep over here. <laughs> yeah, I right, watched the mic there, Lou, hitting it with a coffee cup. Um, so our guest today is none other than my father, uh, Lou Rinello. Dad, how are you doing today? Nice day. Nice day. Yeah. You Glad to day. be here. Yeah. Sorry I had to cancel a couple weeks ago when I had <laughs> mouth surgery. You faker. And I couldn't speak right. Yeah. <laughs> you faker. <laughs> yeah. But no, we're going to get into a lot of stuff with my dad. Um, we're going to talk about music. We're going to talk about his life. Um, we're going to talk sports betting a little bit. He has a good story about that. But uh, the first thing we want to get to is, um, and Bloss, I had like a dun, dun, dun. Um, the Browns. Browns lost to the fucking Jets. The Browns lost to the fucking Jets. What do we think, Mr. Ronello? It was sad. I mean, they had no passing car, and uh, it was just frustrating to watch. There yeah. was no timing at all going no. on. Is that great? Like, so I, I I didn't realize it because I, like, I didn't check the updates a lot. Like, that was like literally 24 hours before the game. They they knock out, what is it, Donald's Peoples Jones, Kadero Hodge, Hollywood Higgins, and <coughs> Jarvis, Jarvis Landry. Landry. Right. All that's, four of them. All four of them. Right. Yes. Like, our top insane. four wide receivers. Yes. Yeah. Right. And it wasn't because they got COVID, it was because they. Um, <laughs> contact trace them yeah. which is they were close enough to someone who tested positive it's just so bullshit right and and i get that it's week 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 uh 16 and like you can't really like move games around but the baltimore ravens got a game moved 
because yeah i don't get why like they did the contact tracing they couldn't have been like all right let's move the game to monday or tuesday mm-hmm. and like test these <laughs> test Keep these testing. four guys test them, right? test these guys sunday mm-hmm. and monday and we've had so many night. guys like that who have gotten contact trace and then like they'll test throughout the week and then they'll finally be like okay these guys are fine but that's usually on like a monday yeah you can't have a saturday where someone gets contact trace and then like they're not and they're with not that fine. much talent one of those makes the other one become open exactly because yeah. they're watching one too much and their movement i mean there was nothing just... but throwing to silly ass austin hooper <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> the silliest man ever he dropped a couple too yeah he had, a, he had won the end zone he's not worth 15 million dollars no he's not he's a but schmuck. like i mean but in the beginning it seems so cool to have a really good tight end he's that, not i mean he's not bad when you have like other people around him like we normally like normally yeah, he's, he's i wouldn't yeah. complain about him but like no, he can't be the guy million. yeah not 15 million i just think like the way he catches a football doesn't look natural to me have you noticed that? He, like, claps at it. Have you seen that, Dad? No, I haven't noticed. He, <laughs> I haven't noticed it. Really? You have some weird thing with us and Hooper. Dude, he's got, like, like every single part of his body is, like, made of sludge. Like, everything is, like... <laughs> so slow. So and loosey like, okay. and goosey. And, like, even when he goes to catch, his fingers are, like, everywhere. Like, like you know, like the... the I'm going to start watching him, like, closer Please now. do, yeah, because I feel like a... If he plays Sunday. Yeah. Yeah, right? Yeah. Who knows? Um, I feel like a fucking lunatic talking about this, because it's like, guys, look at Austin Hooper. He plays, like, sludge. He's a silly little goose <laughs> out there. And everyone's like, the fuck are you talking about, man? Like, he had 15 targets, 7 catches, 71 yards. <sighs> Me. You yeah. can't you can't catch the ball only seven times and you're talking yeah. fifteen. Yeah, I mean obviously some of that's on Baker or the defense, but he had one. Everybody in- was depressed Sunday night. Yes, Max is in St. Louis. He was depressed. Everybody's yeah. like, okay, yeah. Well, the good news is we look Steelers Sunday. The Steelers won against the Colts, which we never thought we would say that, but the Steelers right. won, which is good. They've clinched the AFC North, and then the Bills also won, clinching the two seed. Uh, no, I think the Steelers can still get it, but they the Bills would have to. I don't know. Whatever. I don't yeah. think the Steelers care about the two or three seed at this point. Probably not. Um, but so uh, Mike Tomlin is resting players, and my dad informed me today that who is the starting quarterback for the Steelers this weekend? I forgot his name. The okay, guy cool. that Mason Rudolph. Garrett Mason over Rudolph. The head yeah. With his, Thank you, Dad. With his helmet. <laughs> yeah. I and think they put him in just to incentivize the team to get even for what was done to him last year. You think? Yeah, I, you know. Mike Tomlin works weird like that. Yeah, I know. He's a weird guy. Yeah, he is. Yeah. yeah. Have you seen like the Mike Tomlin quote? And he's a good coach. Yeah. So. Yeah. I can't think of one off the top of the rip, yeah. but they're so funny. But, <laughs> and they don't want uh, the old man to get hurt either for the playoffs. No. No. Big fatso. <laughs> yeah. yeah. He's good though. He's, he's good. Not bad. Yeah. yeah. And it makes me so nervous though thinking about like Sunday at four o'clock if Mason Rudolph beats us to it's not one. keep. I'm saying like after the game. After the, oh, after okay. the game's over. Oh, Mason oh, Rudolph please. beats us oh, God. at home oh, God. as ten point now ten point favorites. Ooh, ten point favorites. We opened at seven point favorites. Now we're ten point favorites. They shouldn't make them that much favorite. <laughs> <laughs> That's a bad omen, right? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Why? That's just jinxing <laughs> because us. Because the Steelers are resting a bunch of guys. We're still the Browns. Yeah, <sighs> and players still play. Mm-hmm. That's know, true. Yeah, you know, I mean, these aren't hor- these are still second string NFL players, right? And they're going to want to on one of the best teams well. in the NFL. Yeah. Right? They're yeah. not going to like. I mean, all those second string guys that are in are going to be like playing their asses off. Sure, that's, yeah, that's and they should. Play, that's playing for a roster spot next year, right? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Keep Shit, their yeah. job. Yeah, oh, but God. hopefully, this means that next episode will be uh, our first ever oh. in our life. I mean, basically, and you're basically your life. Two thousand three in our lifetime that will be previewing a Browns playoff game if we win or and, if the Colts lose and it would, let's, e- let's and it would either be against um, the Bills Steelers or the Chiefs no Chiefs have a first round bye it would either be yeah. against the Bills or the Steelers right 
Uh, is that correct? Pretty much, yeah. Be, we'd the, be the last. The teams in he- the teams right. ahead of us ha- mm-hmm. aren't uh, are better. The Ravens and the uh, not Dolphins. Yes, Dolphins. Dolphins. Yeah, yeah. We'll probably probably play the Steelers or the Bills. <sighs> we Doesn't do matter it. if we get in, we get in. Yeah, that's yeah, the I, fun part. Exactly. Yeah, right. right. We'll talk about that in a week. If yeah, and it was the opposite of my era. I was there. They were always winning championships. <laughs> uh, Jim Brown was running over people. And, You're going to uh, date yourself really quick. Oh, real, real quick. Yeah. Yeah. So my dad is 77 years old. For those of you who don't know, I mean, probably, I assume most people who listen yeah. to this broadcast probably know my dad at this point. Um, but yeah, so you had, oh, when, when was Jim Brown in the NFL? In the 60s? 60s? 50s and the 50s? 60s, yeah. 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 Was he on that 1964, didn't we win? Was he yes. on that team? Right. But that there was, was no Super Bowl. It wasn't called yeah, Super Bowl. Yeah, it was like NFL. That is, dude, that AFL makes me so angry. Isn't that so annoying how we have, like, we've won championships, but no one can, like, we've never won a Super Bowl. Yeah. Right. So, like, technically yeah. we have zero Super Bowls. Yeah. But, like, we have championships. And the we, team we used to beat all the time was the saddest team in the league were the Steelers. Really? Oh, yeah. There was a, it was a rivalry. We play them twice a year. We beat them twice a year. Really? Kind of like yeah. how it is. The, the how only, it has been now. Right. The around. other team that was good in that, that was there with the New York Giants. We used to compete oh, with really? them. The football. New York right. football the Giants. The New York football Giants. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Is that guy Boomer Esiason? No, not the other Boomer. Oh, it's Boom, not. The fastest two minutes of football. Chris Berman. Yeah. Chris yeah. Berman. Yeah. 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 He's good. Back, 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 back. This is also coming out December 30th, so it's our New Year's episode. Mm-hmm. We're th- throwing 2020 in the trash, and we're moving on to 2021. God, you sound like such a basic bitch. <laughs> <laughs> What's you sound, like, you sound like every girl on like TikTok or something. That's what I'm going for. Fucking thank God 2020 is over. It's like, it's what's the difference? It's just a day. That's true. Yeah. No, yeah. But it, metaphorically, it does mean a lot. What okay. are your resolutions, Mr. Noah? None. <laughs> I actually I don't make them normally. never make them they, you yeah know, used to be I watch my weight I, you know but at my age I just want to keep enjoying life <laughs> I'm not going to give anything up right make now. it to 2022 yeah, yeah that's just fair. stay healthy that's yeah. that's a resolution of mine you know continue to work out yeah you know that's it yeah, yeah. Wonderful. sorry not to have a lot on that one <laughs> no yeah. that's fine honestly yeah. I mean you're you're I think you've figured out most of the parts of your life at yeah. this point. And the resolution used to always be at, at the workout clubs. You know, oh, we're going to work out. Yeah. And so I used to call it amateur month in January. Yeah. You know, the, if you had 20 people working out, now they have 40 in the in the beginning of January. Exactly. Yeah. End of January, you're down to about 35. Yeah. 30, yeah by, the just, end, by the end of February, it's back right, to the oh, usuals. It's just the regulars. Yeah. No, yeah. Um, do you have a resolution? I said stop gambling so much. <laughs> so much, underline, <laughs> oh. more so, like... Not that I, not that I have a bad problem, but okay. like it's just like there is money that I'm losing that I should be saving. Mm-hmm. So like try to limit my gambling to more like just games I'm really gonna enjoy and really actually care about than like random games that like fair. try to make some money when I usually end up losing the money. Yeah, yeah. it's you know what, that's what the bookies are for. That's exactly, how they make their yeah. living. <laughs> it's it's gonna yeah. be a January. What do you call it? amateur January? Amateur January. Yeah, that's it's, that's what's going to be my book for January, and then, <laughs> then we're just going to get okay. back to normal in February. Yeah, right. Yeah, after a month. Yeah, my dad used to always tell me, "Be the bookie, never be the better." And that's a good segue before I get into my okay. New Year's resolution. You were once a bookie. <laughs> Your go. mother is not going to like this part no. of the broadcast. Nope, 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 nope. nope. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> How it happened? Go ahead. Uh, How you ran your business? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, what year? I was. Uh, 20 years old, okay? Uh, my dad that year 
was going away to Hot Springs, Arkansas for a month with my mom. They both had bad arthritis in Hot Springs, Arkansas. They had mineral baths, and they would take these baths every day and get massages and come back and be real flexible. So before he went away, he said, you're going to have to learn how to run the book. Did your dad run a book? Yeah. Wow. So That's he so cool. had a bar, a local bar, and had a book. Oh, just run out of the bar. With agents, right. Yeah. And everything was done on the phone. No, he had a full-time secretary that would take the bets over the phone and stuff like that. And you know what? It's nothing to be ashamed of. That was the era no. then. That was yeah. the time. Yeah. Uh, you know, and that's the way it was. So uh, for a week before he went away, I went to his uh, a fellow named Jimmy Marino, his kumba. I went there every night, and he would give me lessons on how to figure the bets because the bets weren't simple. It, was, it wasn't just a $2 bet or $5 bet. They had parlays. They had reverses. Yeah, it's the same we have. Different yeah, stuff yeah, like yeah, that. teasers okay. and everything. But you had to learn how to uh, figure the bets. Was that, was that, the, was that like a, like, I don't, what we do is like, what a lot of people do now is they'll call it units. Okay. And so everyone's unit's different. So like if, like a high roller, his unit's like $1,000. Okay. And then he'll say, oh, I'm going to bet like 1.5 units, which would be $1,500. But right. it's, it's a way to not talk about money, but you can just say units. So like, if a guy who's betting $1,000 a unit and me who, let's say, 20 bucks is a unit, he says, oh, bet 1.5 units, then he bets 1500 I bet $30. Okay. But it's it's, it's based on like yeah, the value right. of how le- well you like the pick. But then well, they like, had no units. It was well, all yeah, but in what, the open. What would you say like yeah. a standard unit was? Standard bet? Mm-hmm. The bets were small. They were two, four, six, eight dollar bets. I'm sure. Yeah. Well, because also the money was worth more. Yeah. It was worth more. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Yeah. Huh. So I went there every night and got tested and learned how to run the book when my father was going out of town. So he goes out of town for that month, and uh, I did it every day. I would go pick up what they call the scratch in the forms, hand them off to about eight agents. Uh, I would go to the office by 11 o'clock, turn all the numbers over to the secretary that was there. And then I would sit there during the call the doubles hours when people would start to bet for the track uh, for the daily double. The horses. The horses. And I would sit there for about an hour and help her take those. And then I'd go over to the restaurant and... Um, Oh, that, but, go down. Yeah. That, but then there was no restaurant because my dad was still running it. So mm-hmm. it was just a bar. Yeah. And then um, that year, it was 1963, uh, I went to court reporting school that day, came home, and uh, my dad passed away at 61. Wow. I thought he was old then. Yeah. Yeah. But you know, right. I'm way past that now. <laughs> but at uh, that age, uh, I ended up taking over the book. And I was still going when he, to, when he passed away. When he passed away, I was going to court reporting school and living at home with my mom. Mm-hmm. So I was going to really go quickly and, for those who don't understand. Sure. Uh, explain court reporting school really quick because I know we know and like a lot of people okay. do know what court reporters are and what they do. But really quickly, just explain. Uh, if you see it on television, it's the man or woman there with that small little machine taking down all the testimony, yeah. and mm-hmm. you have to have skills set anywhere from two hundred to two hundred fifty words a minute in order to do that. So that's right. what I want because to, it's not a regular so, keyboard. No, it's, it's, a, it's a stenographed keyboard. Yes, it's, yeah. it's shorthand on the on a keyboard. It's crazy to work. Yeah, Go- Google it. these things, and they're like, it's it looks like a basically a, almost like a computerized typewriter with like twelve. How many? Twenty four keys. Twenty four keys. Yeah, and they're real tight. Yeah, and yeah. what different keys make different words entirely, or correct. different combinations of different keys, combinations, yeah. and they can make phrases right. sometimes. It's very interesting stuff, just because right. it's very specialized. But like, like when somebody uh, would answer the question, "I don't know," well, that's one stroke on the court reporting yeah. machine. 
so you could stay up with mm -hmm. people and stuff. So yeah. they have phrases and and that's how people do um, closed captionings on news channels, right? Correct? Yeah. When yeah. you see that closed captioning, that's literally a court reporter sitting either in the studio or at home listening to the broadcast. And it's going live right yeah. to the screen. That's, that's like, why it's always like a second or two behind. Behind, and some of the, the words are a little yeah. off. Yeah. But like a talk show, they can't script that. They don't know what yeah, the guests are going exactly. to say. So it opened up a whole new division of court reporters, uh, job security yeah. in, in my profession. And I did that for 50 years. Do you see that ever going away or like them moving to just recording audio in courtrooms? That's something I always they, wonder, wonder when I first... They keep trying it, and the percentage of... Errors is so large that you can't rely on it. Because compared to a court reporter? Compared to a court reporter. They test it all the time. Hmm. Uh, and one of the problems is if the technology is so good to capture the word, it captures too much. So if I'm speaking as a witness on the stand and somebody sneezes, it could obliterate what that person says. Right. Well, if the court reporter doesn't hear it, they could stop them asking to state it over again. On the recording, you don't know some things that you're not capturing. Yeah. So the percentage of accuracy is about 90% for court the court reporters? With court, no, with the taping oh, with the devices. Taping. Okay. And court reporters are usually about 99%. Oh, wow. So yeah, that's how we survived through <laughs> yeah. all that because yeah. they've been fighting with electronic recordings for yeah. years against yeah. us. I know, I know people who are still going to court reporting school. Yeah. Like people we know. Right. Like, yeah. Like in our family who still go to court reporting school to like learn how to be a court reporter, which is which is crazy. Yeah. Right? Just to learn how to type fast on like yeah. a specialized keyboard. It's so cool. Yeah, yeah. Your brother Nick is still running the court reporting company exactly. that we sold. Veritex. Right. Veritex. Formerly Renello Court Reporting Inc. Yay. <laughs> <laughs> um, and you were the first person in Ohio to use an electronic court reporting machine, correct? Yes. 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 I was pretty proud of that. Yeah. yeah. Right? Isn't that kind of cool? Get into that. A yeah. pioneer. Yeah. <laughs> First yeah. electronic and then, uh, yeah, first electronic and then you met Woody through that, your best friend. My correct? best friend, Haywood Wega, Woody Wega. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. We met at a seminar when that was before it went electronic, before it had those uh, automatic keyboards. So was on. it like a typewriter then? Like would it come out? It was still the same. And it was, the, the, the strokes would come out on a piece of paper. Mm -hmm. Later on, when you hit the strokes, they would go onto a cassette. That's how backward it was then the then you take the cassette out and put it in a computer and have it transcribe your notes wait aren't cassettes for music yeah they were but they could also take the impulses yeah. of the writing on the machine technology is fucking yeah, i know <laughs> i know yeah yeah i'm so confused yeah later um, on it then went directly transcribed to a laptop mm -hmm. and then you right i've seen the ones that you guys used to have in your office when i would visit every right. once in a while well, i'm um, talking about the stone age part of the electronic part. Yeah, <laughs> early electronics were like they had to do now it's like they do, they can get from point a to point b but back early on it seemed like to get from point a to point b was so many more it steps like and it was just so huge it was really like, slow the scale of really everything yeah. yeah yeah did you um take any it's called a deposition correct when you correct. go court reporting when you do when yeah. you go court reporting you know yeah. <laughs> um <laughs> did you job. take any depositions for any famous people uh yes uh 9 inch nails yeah ooh <laughs> okay cool that was pretty cool yeah Geraldo Rivera that's a baseball player. He, no, he no. was a, uh, a broadcast. Okay, he sounds like a baseball player. He's, is it, he's the... Yeah. Uh, um, Prince. Wait, who, wait. Geraldo wait, wait, wow, Rivera wow, Prince, Really quickly, who's Geraldo Rivera? He was a newscaster. Oh. It, it, real, real. <laughs> Tell me that doesn't sound like a setup picture for the Indians. Yeah, it could With be. like super long curly yeah, hair and like yeah, He lives in Shaker Republic. now. Really? Geraldo Rivera, yeah. yeah. Oh, he's a newscaster? Show me a picture. He was a newscaster. This guy? Yeah. Oh, nice stash. Yeah, he was a dude. Yeah. With his mustache. Yeah, those red glasses right. too. Okay. Wait, Prince? Prince. 
That's like what well, you didn't purple lead. rain prince. You didn't lead with prince. You led with Geraldo Rivera and nine what? inch nails and nine inch nails. <laughs> yeah, it was the first one that came to my head. <laughs> you know, it's very tense here. It's just broadcast. Yeah, right. Meanwhile, where's the camera? What camera? There's no camera here. No, no I'm joking. No <laughs> you know what? All right. <laughs> if more impl- unemployment checks came in, then maybe we'd have a camera, but we don't. Yeah, right. That's out of the budget. Yeah. Stimulus checks coming. Who yeah, else? Hopefully. Yeah. Were there any like cool cases that stick out to you that you remember like? Big time cases or anything like that. There's some on the wall over here, right? There's a picture of you with Bill Clinton. Yes. When uh, President Clinton was running for president, uh, he came into Cleveland, and the Cleveland plane dealer uh, wanted to write down things he said to put in the newspaper the next day. So instead of reporters sitting there and trying to write down, uh, we went there and we, as a court reporter, reported everything he said electronically, right. we sent it to the Cleveland Plain Dealer, and they, they just the printed it way. right from there. So they really? had oh, verbatim yeah. of everything Clinton said. Huh. And uh, he was charming. Yeah, He, he came into the room. Um, he came over, shook my hand, asked me what I was doing. He went to the back of the room. There was a girl named Pat Farron uh, <laughs> that worked for us. Wait, Pat Farron? Yes, I know her, her daughters. Right. right. Her, no, her, her nef- nieces. Nieces, yes. yeah. Yes. And they asked, he asked her, what are you doing back here? She says, well, I'm uh, looking at the computer here as Mr. Ranello's writing on this machine. And uh, he was charming. I'm but sure. But he could talk. Oh, my <laughs> God. He talked, and he was fast. So I was really... Again, so it ranks nine inch so nails, nine inch nails, Geraldo Rivera, <laughs> Prince, Bill Clinton, Bill Clinton, former president of the United I States. United States. <laughs> I had to, I yeah. had to remind you that you have a picture of Bill Clinton yeah. sitting here. Sorry, maybe it's the age. <laughs> yeah, I was like, I was waiting for. I was like, Bill Clinton, Bill Clinton, Bill Clinton. Please say Bill Clinton. Yeah. When I even you- took another famous person. For her first deposition. Who? Irene Ronello. Oh. Uh, mom. Yeah. Oh, all right, now, now she likes the episode. Yeah. Okay. yeah. Hi, Mom. How are well, you that's doing? how we met. And I always yes. joke, this, there is a little love in the law. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> as much as people don't like to say. Right. When when was the wig shop? Mm. Whoa. <laughs> that's some Nard- that Nardwar level instigating you just did. You just Nardwar'd my That was dad. pretty good. Yeah. Uh, I've done my research. This is a that. legit podcast. We, the we look into our okay, I graduated from court reporting school, and I was working at a firm called Morris Gamfrin Hodge, and a good friend of mine named Harvey uh, came to me and wanted to get together with two other buddies that we were in the Marine Corps with. Got to bring in the Marine Corps. Of course. Know. Yeah. Semper <laughs> five. And uh, <laughs> he said, I have this uh, idea. A friend of mine has been doing it in Cleveland, and I think if we do it around the United States... In about three years, we could all pocket about two hundred to three hundred thousand dollars, and you know, from a wig shop. Well, wig shops. It was, oh, it was really, so it was pretty Shop-ish. interesting. So um, I left the court reporting profession to try this. You Just, quit your job? Yeah, yeah. And we put a couple thousand dollars together a piece and started opening up wig shops in Pittsburgh, in Minneapolis, um, Cincinnati. That's what you worked at, correct? Right. I worked at the Cincinnati shop and. The scheme, it was actually it was a scheme. You sent out a letter, thousands of letters to women in the area saying you want a wig. All you have to do is pay for the styling, and the styling was fifteen dollars. Mm-hmm. Well, once we sent these letters out, we'd be inside the store the first morning that the letters hit, or the second morning. Women would be standing in line to get in at ten o'clock in the morning to get wigs. To get wigs, it because was like they were technically pack. free. Right, they got and the wig free. Just had to pay for the styling. Did every woman? Did every woman get styling? Yeah, oh. they had to. 
Oh, they had to? That was the oh. scheme, quote unquote. <laughs> my, my, Jewish friend, my Jewish friend, Harvey. <laughs> and uh, so, and we had like 20 different styles up there. The women would come in. Uh, I had a ponytail then. <laughs> I used to wear uh, bell-bottom pants and oh my colored God. shirts. God, I'd to see a picture from then. I don't and, think I've ever seen you from like the 70s or the 60s. No, I don't know if I have too many of those. <laughs> so we'd show blur. them the style. They would pick it. And within a week, uh, they'd come and pick up their wig. And it was going gangbusters. I mean, we were putting thousands of dollars a month away in a savings account in the bank. And after running it about six or eight months, uh, synthetic wigs came out. And it killed the human hair market, which we were in. And the sales, say if we were doing 100000 a month at a store, dropped to like 10000 No shit. Just like wiped out the whole thing. Wow. So it lasted maybe a year and a half. Mm-hmm. And uh, we closed up. We all had a, maybe ten, fifteen thousand that we took home with us. Right, with the savings. And uh, yeah, you know, so we had a little money. And I went back to my uh, where I should have stayed. Went back <laughs> to the court reporting. Yeah, yeah. Let me take a little, uh, a little so, referendum really quick to go work the wig shop in so Cincinnati. No more res. Uh, what do you call that? Respite or whatever. Respite. What do you? No, uh, I forgot the term. Or you don't leave your profession when yeah, you're doing okay. so well. Yeah, okay. Whatever that is. That <laughs> yeah. term. Yeah. Um, Mom will know the term. Yeah, I'm sure. Yeah. yeah. She would have nailed that. <laughs> um, so, and then you've also owned a pizzeria. Right. Yes. Okay, yeah. We turned the bar, which was kind of a so rough crowd, uh, into Luigi's Pizzeria, which is Luigi is Italian for Louis. Yeah. So I was running the book and running the pizzeria. Uh, with the my most, mom. the most Italian piano sounding. Yeah, the <laughs> most Italian thing you've ever said. I was running the book, yeah. and then they got the za, a couple meatballs. But I was still going to car reporting school. My right? father always said, "You can't do what I do the rest of your life. You have to get an education." Mm-hmm. So I committed that to him. Yeah, and is that was that your dad's main profession, running the book? Uh, and always the restaurant business, the oh, bar right. business. Sorry. That's, yeah, that's I mean, yeah. Uh, in the fifties when I was growing up, he had a nightclub called the Golden Glow. I mean, they used to have nightclub. Like, a nightclub where they had like thirty-piece orchestra. No, no strip. Oh, okay. No thirty-piece orchestra. No Classic club. No strip. The, the Yankovic <laughs> orchestra. They had like twenty, thirty pieces on the stage. Wow. Playing music and dancing. Yeah. See, those don't really exist anymore. No. 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 With like the, it would be like the the one singer on stage, and then below him would be like violins and everything. Right. And then, and then there'd be like seating dinner tables, right? Yeah. yeah. And people be, sitting around. And then, in a show. Yeah. And, and they exactly. would and they would get up to dance. Who would? And, the, the guests that were oh, eating really? and stuff like that. There was oh, a like big dance, dance floor. Right, slow dance. Yeah, right. And I remember as a kid going in there the next day uh, during the day with my dad or mom and sliding on the, the, the dance floor because it had <laughs> it was really slippery. It was real slippery. Yeah. <laughs> they put salt or something on the floor. Interesting. Yeah. Wait, you said you owned Luigi's Pizzeria. Correct. There was another pizzeria when I was alive in, in, in a food court. Forgot about that one. Again, that's that H thing. I'm just like, I am like, <laughs> his me- I'm, I'm his memory bank. Yeah. I literally am. Everything well, that... Sometimes you do these things, they, uh, it wasn't a great experience. It didn't go well. No? Yeah, it went well for a while, but... I was, I was alive during that, correct? Yes. What was that one called? Um, Luigi's Pizzeria Part 2? No. I-I? I don't even know if it had a name. What? Yeah. You don't have a name for your Because it was a big stand in a food court. It was a, it was, yeah, but it had to have a name, Dad. I don't remember. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. No, you're fine. You're fine. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> but I did have a little flashback. You talk about memory different times. Mm-hmm. Uh, back then, when my dad had the uh, nightclub, uh, they used to also open up pretty late, and they would go what they call after hours. 
So once the bars were closed, they would stay open. And there was blackjack tables. There were crap tables. No way. It was. It was. It was it just the way. Like heaven. It was just the way it was. It's just back the way then. it was. So yeah. In the 50s a lot of and 60s. times I would wake up in the morning to go to school, and I walk down into the kitchen, and there'd be men sitting around. We had this gigantic kitchen table. It was an Italian house, the big kitchen, and there'd be six, eight guys sitting around with tuxedo jackets behind them and their ties hanging down, and they'd be eating pasta and meatballs. Like at eight o'clock in the morning, <laughs> because they worked all night, yeah. and they were they were counting the money. And then in the other room, in the dining room, would be stacks of money, but <laughs> they would bring home from that, and they would count the money and divide it just up. A, just just absolutely wild. Yeah, it was a wild, wild experience as a child. Yeah, and I used to also have a job during the Christmas time. It was called payoff time. Okay. Okay. So in the basement would be boxes of liquor with envelopes attached to them and in the envelopes would be cash okay so wait wait, sorry for was it payment for the liquor or was it no it was payment to the police oh my god you're kidding yeah it's but that's, that's the way it was then. yeah so Holy i shit. i would <laughs> i would stay home during the holiday and the side doorbell would ring i opened the door and he'd say Captain Smith from the third district. Okay, Captain, wait one second. And they'd be there in their uniforms <laughs> like it was normal. So I didn't think anybody, so I would go in the basement, I would look, and I would also notice that the higher the rank, the more bottles they would get. Oh, I'm sure. And the envelopes seemed a little, a little thicker. thicker. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. So I bring it up to this, okay, Merry Christmas, tell your dad. I said, Merry Christmas. Okay, Captain. <laughs> was, that, was that for the gambling? Yeah. Was that for the, that was so for they the, wouldn't the, the, the after hours blackjack. Yeah. I'm so sure. they, so yeah. they wouldn't bother them. That's fair. Yeah. Wow. I That's incredible. That. That's so cool. I never knew that. Yeah. That's so cool. That's wild. Yeah. Wow. And then so... So that was the diversity of growing up back then. Yeah. And thinking it was just normal. Well, yeah. I mean, uh-huh. it, it, what is it no like... No reason the, not to think. I mean, yeah. that was my dad's living. Yeah. And mm-hmm. As an immigrant coming over from Italy. From Italy. Yes. And, and your dad met your mom through an arranged marriage, correct? Right. They were both from the same village. Their houses were Combo next Basso? to each other in Combo Basso, mm-hmm. a small city called Madrice, M-A-T-R-I-C-E. Mm-hmm. And um, when they, the, both families moved to Murray Hill, Little Italy, and they bought houses next to each other. And then when my dad and mom were like high teens, maybe 20 years old, uh, they did what they call a massage. They fixed them up together. It was an arranged marriage. That's crazy. Mm. Yeah. And, and it worked. Eight kids later, they did yeah. okay. Eight kids, right. Eight kids. Yeah. yeah. You have how many sisters? Well, I have three that lived, four that lived. And it was normal back then to have breach called births miscarriages and, the, and the, such. The, the yeah. babies would die so four of my sisters lived and me three died at birth and then one died when she was 13 years old that was I my sister that. genevieve yes and then the other three sisters who somewhat raised me uh my aunt sophie was 18 years older than me mm-hmm. uh Antiani was 12 years older than me and my sister dolores was nine years older than me so yeah. i was like a toy I know, yeah, right? Yeah, and you were, he was, was a, the youngest, right? I was yeah. the baby. Yeah. yeah, after my mother bore seven girls before me. And when I was born, the, they, were just they said the, the, SU, they were, the SUN was born. They were, oh, yeah, son, son. They were yeah. real happy. Yeah. I'm, I'm sure they were just born. And I would have been the guy. last one to carry my dad's name on. There was no other Ranellos left. Right, that's what I'm right. saying. Yeah, so if you Google search Ranello in, in, in any way, we are the only Ranello family. Anyone who also has our last name is related to us in some way. 
There's no other Ronello family. Are yeah. you serious? That's it. Hundred yeah. percent. It's in the yeah. whole world. In the whole world, we have right. we have we've tried. We've done yeah. Ancestry.com. We've done what is it like? Is it Twenty Three to Me? Something like that. Yeah, I, thought, I was going to say right. Twenty Three to Life. <laughs> <laughs> and we checked it in phone books when we were in Italy, mm-hmm. and we Googled it everywhere. Yeah, we can't find another Ronello. Yeah. yeah, only Ronello family on the planet. And then when they came over, it was my grandmother and grandfather, and my father and my aunt Nettie. Do you remember what uh, your parents' real last name was? Because it, it, did it get changed when they went to Ellis Island? No. Was, no? It was Ronello and back in Italy, too? It was spelled with M's. Ramello. Ramello. Ramelli. And yeah. when they came over, they, they looked took, at They it. took the one M and they separated it. Made it to M's. Yeah, and the right. I, they turned it into an O. So it was Ramilli. It was Ramilli. Oh, okay. Yeah, okay. that sounds much. Yeah. Right, on his birth yeah. certificate, which I got when we went to Italy. I remember that. Uh, like, we went to back to the village where he was born, and they keep great records in Italy. It's amazing. Mm-hmm. And you think they're kind of way back in times, but for record keeping, that's like a big thing there. Mm-hmm. And I was able to get my father's birth certificate. Really? Where in Italy is it? North uh, or uh, If you look at Rome, probably about 100 miles south of Rome. Okay. Straight down. It's on, I thought it was in northern Italy. No, southern Italy. Oh. That was always my explanation as to why I'm so pale, but <laughs> apparently that doesn't work. It doesn't work. <laughs> yeah, shit, I am Southern Italian. Oh, maybe my kids will have a chance now. Just got to marry, just got to marry an Italian girl, exactly. which, which you are very adamant about. Yes. Want to what? Marry an Italian girl. Well, that'd be fun. <laughs> <laughs> we thought we got one with Maria. Yeah, right? Yeah, sounded exactly. real Italian. Right? But, Max's wife, Maria, you think, oh, Maria, and it's Lucas. Lucas. Uh, but now, <laughs> she's vowel. Maria Ronello. And when she right? makes reservations at an Italian restaurant, she uses Maria Ronello. She oh, gets yeah, a good table. Good. Yeah, I hope she uses the Ronello last name. <laughs> kind of weird she didn't. Um, yeah. And then also, you were a wrestler. In high school. A wrestler. You <laughs> were a wrestler. wrestler. Yeah. 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 And you, well, were, you were a state champ, correct? Third in the state. Third in the state. Third in the okay. State. Well, yeah. I've been telling you people. I've been telling people state champs. So. <laughs> That's okay. Third in the state's yeah. pretty big anyway. Oh, yeah. I was pretty proud of mm-hmm. that. And you yeah. wrestled at what weight? One forty-five. One forty-five. A few pounds less than I am today. <laughs> 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 yeah. And the funny thing about that, I went out for it in the tenth grade. The coach encouraged me to come out for some reason. Uh, and uh, the wrestling coach says, you know, I think you can be a good wrestler. I said, okay, you're tenth grade. You'll try it. Blue collar, gritty guy. Right. Collinwood. Yeah. And so I told my dad. I said, I'm going to be on the wrestling team, Dad. He's, oh, no, what are you doing? Well, wrestling back then to him was what was on TV. Mm-hmm. Oh. These guys hitting each other in the head. Like <laughs> he says, you're going to get hurt. I said, no, 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 it's different. It's like grappling. And, right. Yeah. I says, come to one match, Dad. So he came to one match. He never missed one. Every awesome. match after oh, that, cool. he sat there quietly and just watched yeah. me. Came down to Columbus to watch me. Yeah. You know, he was never, was he ever like one of the loud dads at the wrestling no, matches? No, real quiet. You know you know why I asked that? Because you kind of took that after him. Because that—that that is one thing I'm super grateful for is yeah. that my parents were never like the loud Same. ones. Or like the, the ones yelling at the refs yelling or anything. Ref, yeah. yeah, right? It's just like, yeah. why? Like, what's no. the point? It's like a kid's match or whatever. But there is one story that I do want to bring up in terms of you come to my sports games. And I think you know what it's about. And so um, in when I was 13, I broke my wrist, my right wrist, going back for a fly ball, went up to catch it, caught the ball, obviously, braced with my right uh, arm, snapped my wrist, right, fractured, not all the way, thank God. So I get a cast, uh, um, and I have like three weeks, three weeks or four weeks in the cast, right? For some reason, my mom still, mom still has the cast in her office. Strange. Your mom loves you. Yeah, I know. <laughs> um, but so at the, this was like the big tournament because at the end of the year we went to Cooperstown and we stayed in um, 
uh, some some college's dorm, right? And then we went and played a baseball tournament in Cooperstown, which is where the baseball hall of fame is. Yeah, which was a big thing. It was yeah, a big thing for us, that. like a, a local shaker. That's always like a big. Cooperstown is yes. always the big. Yes, term. I feel like everyone has a Cooperstown story and everything. And it was so cool to stay in dorms as a thirteen year old, and you're yeah. like playing with all the kids. Yeah. We had like we had like badges we gave out to each other. We like exchanged yeah, it's like a whole exchange pins. Yeah, or something like that it was pretty cool. I think I still have the pins somewhere, which is funny. Um, but <laughs> when I was thirteen, it was eighth grade, and he's already laughing over there because he knows what I'm going to talk about. Right, it's so bad. You know, you make one mistake. It's they, not even a mistake. Okay. It's not your fault. Okay. I'm not blaming you in any way. It's just funny at this point. Yeah. Um, and it hurt me too. I'm sure it did. Yeah. Um, I haven't even gotten to the part yet. <laughs> um, and so when I was 13, I was probably like a buck 40, maybe even. No, I was I was like oh, so man. tiny. I was like 5'3". Like I was the tiniest little kid ever. Yeah. And I didn't like start gaining weight and like being taller, I guess, until probably sophomore year of high school. So I was really tiny. And so my coach would always get pissed at me because I could never hit the ball of the infield. I would like hit little dribblers. I hit a couple like smacks into the outfield, or whatever. Never was a power. They throw me at like six in the batting order. Just yeah. like, all right, start Station the hits. Yeah, right. Start he was the next. fast though. I was fast. Yeah. Was. Was. <laughs> yeah, these flat feet have not done me justice. <laughs> um, and so we go to Cooperstown, right? Biggest tournament ever. And we're in the semifinal game against this team from California who had smoked us the first game before. Like we did Rob, round robin and then we played. Yeah, um, the teams from California were like scary. Oh, yeah. Well, because they can play all year oh, round. Yeah, right. yeah. It's always warm. They're insane. All that, yeah, all those southern teams are always better. Um, these kids were insane. Like they had a coach yell at one of our players because he thought he was stealing his signs. We're in eighth grade. We don't know how to steal signs. <laughs> yeah, so right. he's, he, threatened to, he threatened to uh, tell his pitcher to th- hit him. Like throw the ball yeah. at him and hit him, and we we're like, dude, this what the? We are way over our heads. Yeah, right now. yeah. And so we get to the semifinal game, and we are. Um, it is three to two, in the bottom of the sixth, I believe. Do you only play six or seven innings? Seven innings. Okay. Yeah. yeah. And so I go up to bat, no one on base, and I don't know for what reason, but you weren't there at the time. Max was someplace, and we had to go get him. Max was doing something with a cross, maybe. Right, he was at a camp or something. Yes, and so my dad had to go pick up Max because they were going to bring Max over to Cooperstown to watch me play. Right. Play baseball. And (laughs) so uh, I remember it so specifically because right before the game, my coach told me, he's like, Jack, you don't turn when you swing the bat. Like, you you, you stay too close. Like, you got to open up those hips. And he started doing a little jig, like a little salsa. I was like, all right, coach, I get it. He was also one of those coaches who kept the lineup in between his underwear and his shorts Mm. of his shorts. Yeah, right? It got real sweaty throughout the game. He's like, ah, you're up now. He's like wiping off and shit. Yeah. You remember Coach Dinesh, your dad? Yeah. Um, and so I get up to bat, couple of things, whatever, ball strike, ball strike, whatever. And I get this one, like, inside corner of the plate, and I just fucking turn on this thing. Oh. Salsa this, bit. Oh, my God. It was blasted to right field. Like, 30 feet over the fence. Goes like, over the fence at Cooperstown. Mm-hmm. Clears the fence. I'm going fucking crazy. I'm like sprinting around the bases because I've never had a home run before. So I'm like, how do I, how do, I do this? So I'm just like sprinting around <laughs> the bases. The bench is losing their mind. Nobody's going to like, tag you out because it's a yeah, home run. Yeah, right? Like this little 130-pound kid just hit a tying home run in Cooperstown, right? And guess who wasn't there to witness his only oh. home run of his career? The guy that... Coached him in Little League, the guy that drove him to games. Coached him in Little League, the guy that would leagues and stuff drive like him that. hours upon hours <laughs> right. to his games. He would pack the bag, make sure I got my glove, make sure yeah. I did everything. From the moment I started playing baseball, every single game he was there. Yeah. And the one game he missed, <laughs> he got a home run. Yeah. I crank a ball yeah. to right field. And yeah. and what 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 happened when you got there? Weren't the parents like, oh, you're not going to believe it? Like, oh, yeah. yeah. What they say? They made me feel worse. <laughs> <laughs> Real night. Where'd you go? Your son hit a home run. No, he didn't. Yeah, he hit a home run. <laughs> 
<laughs> I said, no, nah, don't tell me that. Yeah, right. <laughs> How funny is that? The Fuck. one time I hit yeah. a home run yeah. and he's not there. You would have gone to the league if you played without him there every time. I know, right? Yeah, you right. Should've you should have never, nice. never showed up. Stay, yeah. stay home, Dad. Right? Yeah. And then it just kind of transformed into you going to all my lacrosse games, which was fun. Those yeah. summer tournaments, I remember having so much fun with all the family there, yeah. driving to the East Coast and everything. Oh, so we had to go out stuff. there to yeah. do all that stuff. Yeah. And so now for our first segment of the day, uh, Mr. Nell, you, as we kind of touched on, are a self-proclaimed Frank Sinatra, Louis Prima fan, would you say? Enthusiast? Yes. Enthusiast? Totally. Yes. Well, because I grew up with that music. You have to remember, I had those three older sisters. Mm -hmm. So when I I was 10 years old, so that'd be 1953, through 53 until I graduated, that's all I heard was my sister's music. Mm -hmm. And that was Sinatra. It was Louis Prima. And those songs were either love songs or happy songs. And uh, I was thinking about it when we think about the broadcast. Think of the beautiful words that Louis Prima wrote in his song. You talk about a love song, okay? The, it was at a pizzeria, and the name of the waitress was Angelina. So in this love song, he writes, I ordered antipasto twice because she was so nice, Angelina. Who could write those words today? Come on. <laughs> Sorry to no, go that's a good segue off because yeah. So what we're going to do for this first segment is, so I have a playlist on my Spotify that is... Um, it's called Songs That Remind Me of My Dad. Because when I was younger, we used to do mob hits, remember? Mob hits, and which the was CD in the Louis car. Prima and all those guys. Exactly, yeah. Right. They, they, those were the CDs in the car, right? So I have a playlist on my Spotify of all these songs, and I'm going to see how quickly you can recognize them. Oh, wow. At the same time, we're going to go back and forth. There's a rapper who just came out with maybe the worst rap album of all time, right? Potentially, people are saying. I yes. like some of it. Okay, that's, yeah. There's, some, there's a lot of really bad songs mm-hmm. on it. Yeah, and so we're well, going to... My favorite one is Kanye. You do like Kanye. Uh, woman in the Devil new dress. in a new dress. Devil <laughs> yes. in a new dress. Yes, I played that for him today. He liked the cross. <laughs> yeah. Had to um, throw that in there. Yeah, and so we're going to go back and forth, and we're going to play. Um, Dylan's going to give you like a little snippet of the song, and you're going to have to guess what you think that song is titled. Okay. Okay. <laughs> Are you ready? I should be able to knock this out of the block. The, 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 my part, yes. Right. Dylan's part, you will make I say more so for mine, just give like your general thoughts on the song. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. Okay. All right. All right. This is, that sounds like fun. Yeah. All right. Uh, we're going to start with me. Okay. Right. Yeah. Let me know if you can hear this. Do, we'll do like 20 seconds, do like five or six we'll, we'll, we'll wait until he get the, gets yeah. the name. Yeah. Okay. All right. You ready? In Napoli. <laughs> name of the song? Name of the song? Oh, come on. Is this in Godfather? No. It's in something. I know the words. <laughs> come on. You know it. When the moon, moon hits your eye like a big yep. pizza pie. That's a moment. That's a moment. <laughs> yeah, thank that's you, it. Dean you, Martin. Okay. All right, 25 seconds on that one. You had it, though. All right. Yeah. It. yeah. I yeah. know the words. <laughs> yeah. All right, now Dylan's going to play his song. Um, Let's give him a good one. Okay. I'm just going to kind of shuffle it. Yeah. What make do you sure, think Make sure of, the volume's all the way up. Yeah. What do you think of this song? Is that Cardi B? <laughs> it's Playboy Cardi. Playboy so Cardi. Close. Okay, yeah. Sounds like a funeral. <laughs> <laughs> do you bang? Do you like it? Bang with it? No. no. <laughs> I'm sorry. What are your general thoughts on that one? I I didn't like it. <laughs> How about Megan the Stallion? You got anything by her? I have Megan the Stallion. You ever heard the song WAP? No, I'm just joking. I oh, really? Oh, there's a song she was with... on Saturday Night Live. It was amazing. Did you like it? No. A lot of butt shaking. 
A little bit. Yeah, a lot of it. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, she has a song with um, with Cardi B. Right. Um, it's called WAP, W-A-P. Do you want to take a guess at what WAP stands for? It's... <laughs> Without papers? No. <laughs> That's what they called Italians. Yeah. Wait, that is the that Italian. That was a terrible nickname. Yeah. That was one nickname the Italians hated. Be called a WAP. Oh, yeah, without papers. Yeah. Right. That's all. Oh, my God. No, it uh, it stands for wet-ass pussy. <laughs> Your mom's going to love that one. <laughs> Honey, I didn't tell him to say that. No, 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 no. Okay, Dad, you ready? Next song. Stranger in the Night. Yep, there it is. All right, Frank's, bye. Scooby Doo, Frank Sinatra. Yeah, right. Yeah, yeah. wow, that was right. um, that was four seconds in. Right. that one. Yeah. That was pretty quick. All right, Dylan, what's what's your next Playboy um, Cardi? Sorry, Dylan. Let's try this one. I never, I never claim to be, I never claim to be a a, a fan of it. I just, okay. Mm-hmm. No, we just want your general reaction to yeah. these. Honestly, just pick anyone. Honestly. Is that it? Oh my god, it's still going. What did he do? That's here? it. There's no. Song. Oh my god, are you kidding me? <laughs> So hold on, where? Hey, that's, you, the, that's the only clip we needed. From no, that one's not bad. <laughs> yeah, that one's not bad. See, the funny thing is, you yeah. would think that he would get into like more like rapping and stuff like that. That's right. usually the whole song. That's it. That's it. Mm-hmm. Okay. You would think that's just the beginning. It's only a minute but did you hear that Chance the Rapper and Dion Warwick are making a song together, an album? Who? Who? You don't know who Chance the Rapper is? I know Chance the <laughs> <laughs> Who's the other person? Dionne Warwick's an old woman right now. She's probably in her late 70s, early 80s. But she had a lot of big hits way in the past. And she's fairly rich from whatever she made right. back then. And so she questioned Chance the Rapper. She says, why would you, if you're a rapper, why do you have to say it in your name? So he took it like an insult. So he called her. And they started exchanging uh, words. And Dionne Warwick and Chance the Rapper are going to make an album together. Really? Yeah. That's interesting. So, I mean, she's like late 70s, maybe early 80s. And she had like a real velvet voice. And, mm-hmm. well, you know, Chance, Chance the Rapper. Yeah. yeah. Huh. So through that little debate that they had through some talk show, yeah. they're going to make an album together. Oh, that's pretty cool. Yeah. cool. All right. You ready for the next one, Dad? Sure. Everybody <laughs> loves somebody <laughs> sometime. Dino Martino. Yeah, that was easy. I yep, used to was... sing this to Max and Jack when I wanted them to go to sleep. <laughs> Imagine <did>. these poor kids <laughs> having to hear Dean Martin, everybody loves somebody. Yeah. All right, you got one right. more on the plate. Yeah, let's try to get side. one more. Yeah, and then I'll, I'll rattle off a couple on my side yeah, just because okay. I feel like these are a lot easier for you to get. What do you think of this? I can see a butt shaking. <laughs> no, I can't dance to that. <laughs> the people in, at your dad's club wouldn't be dancing to that. You no, know, and, no. On the and we floor. definitely wouldn't make love to that. <laughs> <laughs> Jesus Christ. All right, I'm just going to rally through a couple of these, see how okay. fast you can get them. All right. Well, Volare. Oh, yeah, Dean so Martin again. Yep, there we go. Actually, any of those songs, if you give me 10 notes... I could probably sing it or tell you the exactly. title. Yeah, yeah. Because yeah. that's all I ever heard. Right. Go ahead. It's Jerry Valley. Jerry Vale. Jerry Vale. The velvet. When do you hear his voice? He hits notes that are just beautiful. It is very good. 
Non dimenticare. Yeah. Non dimenticare. So I love him. I still listen to him. Listen to his voice. My Now there you can make love, you can dance. Yeah. All the above. See, all the above. In that order. <laughs> In that order. <laughs> all right, next one. Way Murray, Way Murray, Juan de Zonia, ba 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 ba. He's the best. He's yeah. the one who wrote that romantic song about ordering Anthropatos twice. That's, yeah, that's this that, guy? Louis no, that, Prima. No, that's Angelina. This is Omari. Yeah. yeah. A lot of different. Yeah, a lot of romantic yeah. songs. Right, we'll, we'll, we'll give you two more. Okay. Oh, this is, that's a bad one. This is Omari. Omari. No, this is a new one. This is when you're smiling, right? It sounds the exact same. The whole world. Smiles at you. Yeah, there. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Louis right. Prima again. Two more. Okay. This is a Sinatra song. I can tell by the orchestra. Come fly with me. Let's That's come fly, yeah, with, come me. fly with me. Yeah. With Frank Sinatra. It's kind of tough. Yeah. It's kind of tough when all these guys just say they the word. They start right out with the <laughs> word. Right. Yeah. It gives you much time. Yeah. They're yeah. they're sitting in. You the still got like ninety percent of them. No, oh, sorry. That's we, their we hook. Got, we got one yeah. more. One more. Okay. Oh, bad one. That's life. Yep, yeah, I love that yep. one. Okay, yeah. yeah. That was a song, uh, That's Life. Uh, I forgot how it goes, but that's close to the My Way song. Yes. And those were both were written by uh, Paul Anka, exact for Sinatra with his lifestyle. Really? Yeah. yeah. Okay, so he didn't write his own songs usually? No, he didn't. And he, he did no writing at all. Oh, really? <laughs> Zero. As today's artists yeah. write and play. Mm -hmm. No, all he had was fine writers, and then they would they would put together these 30 or 40 piece orchestras with violins and stuff oh, like yeah. that. That's and beautiful. I did see him twice. You saw Sinatra live? In live in Las Vegas, which was really neat. Oh uh, yeah, you worked in Las Vegas over the summer. Right. When you yeah. were 16. I was 16. I went there for the summer. I had an aunt and uncle every time, there. Every time you think there's... We brushed that, over that part. Every single time you think the, the stories are done, there's there's one. Yeah. 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 Usually every time. So My cousin ahead. Jimmy Sless and I took a train to Las Vegas uh, the, middle, the beginning of June. And we got off at the train station in Las Vegas. My uncle picked me up. Uh, my godson, Joey, was my cousin. And they picked us up. We lived at their house. And uh, we worked on the casino, uh, in, uh, on, on the, the strip. strip. I was a busboy. And then moved up to uh, Bellman, which was really oh, cool. Oh, wow. got to wear the funny hat. Yeah. yeah. But who cared? I was making cash. <laughs> yeah. And it was strange because I worked from 4 o'clock in the afternoon to midnight. So I would get off at midnight. I'm 17 years old, not 16. I was between oh, junior and senior year. Mm -hmm. But I'm 17 years old. It's midnight. I'm in Las Vegas by myself. And you would go out. I'd walk into a casino, a club, order a drink. Was there an age limit? There was, but nobody paid nobody any cares. attention. Yeah, yeah, right there. Yeah, I'm sure. And cool. you know, I'd stay up to, what, 5, 6 o'clock in the morning. Go home. And go home, go to sleep. sleep. Didn't have to go to work till 4 o'clock. Yeah, you wake up at like yeah. 2 and you're fine. Sounds so, like my sleep schedule right now. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's your sleep schedule all the time, according to mom. <laughs> yeah. Oof. Sorry. I, went, I drifted off there. <laughs> no, it's... But it's that, was a, that was a... Yeah. That was fun to be there. That's yeah. sweet. And really quickly, before we get into our next segment, you mentioned your cousin's name was what? Jimmy Celeste. Jimmy Celeste. So you had a lot of childhood friends, right? Yes. And you like to tell me about their nicknames. Okay. Well, the thing is, they were all Italian. I mean, I, you, I grew up, so. <laughs> you grew up in a, a, an Italian neighborhood. Mm -hmm. You went to high school, and, you know, uh, there was Jerry Tommaso. There was Nicky Parziali, uh, Nicky Catozzi. Uh, and I could just go on and on with mm -hmm. my best friend, Landy Bracali. 
I mean, it's like a name generator. Yeah, I mean, and, a, and I didn't know anything. That's all we knew. No, I mean, and yeah. yeah, all the fathers worked, and none of the mothers worked. They were home every day. Right. They wow. would make breakfast for you. They would. You would come home from school at lunchtime. They would feed your lunch. You'd come home. You'd go back home for lunch. Yeah, yeah. we had like an hour and a half back then. Oh wow! So we were we were close to the high school. We'd walk home for lunch, mm-hmm. and then go back. uphill both ways. Yeah, uphill yeah. both ways. <laughs> yeah. So yeah. and but. Some of the nicknames were for some of the older guys. There was one guy that was cross-eyed, so they gave him a very affectionate name. They used to call him Bad Eye. <laughs> like, oh, well, that was real nice. Yeah, right. Another guy was extremely skinny. His nickname was Tebow. Tebow. Yeah. Tebow, because he was so skinny. And then there was the, the brothers, right? The twins? The one was tall, one was... The Brajavort brothers? What, the one that was like Little Finger and Big Finger? Oh, no, that's close. That's close. Oh, <laughs> they were both tall, and one was Big Wiener and Little Wiener. Because <laughs> they looked like wieners. They were real, real tall and skinny. So they were the Wiener brothers, Big Wiener and Little, little Wiener. wiener and their names, to give them um, credits, their name was Vicarelli. Vicarelli. Yeah, so that's Italian, too. I mean, yeah. Yeah, yeah that's, that's yeah. all there was. Yeah, it. it's, it's, all, it's yeah. all Italian at this yeah. point. So the next thing we got is our... Our relationship advice segment, which we do on, we've done here and there, but we figured with somebody who's got some wisdom, you said, what, 30 years, wedding 29. anniversary, 29, oh, 30. 30 is coming up. Yes. Yes. So Instill we want some wisdom ask, into oh, you're us. looking around waiting for us to ask a question, what we're about to do. Well, good. Um, I need some questions. Yeah. Um, first question, what do you think the secret to having a marriage last that long is? Oh, you hate to use that cliche, but you know, it is communication. And it also has to be flexibility. It's a big term on our podcast, communication. Is it? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, there's no doubt. And, and sometimes you just have to shut up and listen, okay? Because mm-hmm. women sometimes want to talk more than us. There's that proverb that they do 6,000 words a day. We only do like 2,000. Yes, I have So that, yeah. you have to be patient with that, okay? Mm-hmm. Because they feel a need to speak longer and more in depth on the subject. And you know what? If you listen to them, they're probably right. Yeah, they, you are right. <laughs> but as a man, sometimes it's hard. You, you, you put your back up and you say, ah, you know. Mm-hmm. And I know she's right, but I'm not going to tell her. Exactly. Okay. Yeah. There's so, a lot of pride uh, there. Yeah. And then uh, kindness, I think. Kindness mm-hmm. uh, through touch. Uh, there's a book uh, that helped us, Early Part of Marriage, that tells you what uh, different personalities like. Like... Uh, Mrs. Ranello will get more excited to be with me if I wash the garage. It's called acts of service. You know, that turns her on for some reason. Sorry, oh, Jesus Christ. I, know, I, didn't know, no. I, didn't, I didn't know you meant like that. All right. So that's why you see me washing the garage all the time. No, <laughs> no I don't do that. But I, I'm more Fuck from my life. I know. Um, I'm more of like a touch guy. I like somebody to touch me on the back and show me affection that way. I that uh, I got that from you. Yeah. yeah. Oh, okay. I'm a very really affectionate person. Okay. Yeah. That's fair. Okay. So, so access, but you have to find out what your mate or soulmate or whatever you mm-hmm. want to call that person, your significant other. Yeah. Uh, but not turns her on because that's kind of a gross term. Yeah. But what makes her feel more affectionate. Yeah. yeah. And feel that you, she's cared for or he's cared exactly. for. Exactly. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Let them know that you're putting an effort. Yes. Yes. Okay. Dylan, do you have any questions? I don't. I think that was pretty good. That was pretty good. <laughs> Were you okay? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Wasn't sure. Well, how do that... you have any? Do you have any advice for us young guys? Yeah. Looking to looking find the one. Yeah. Or if we even should be finding the one, one at this point. <laughs> I think if you look, you won't find. Hmm. You just have to let it flow. Yeah. Yeah. You're going to bump into somebody somewhere, and um, I don't believe in uh, coincidences. I think God has things happen 
for a reason. Okay, you went through a breakup. You went through a breakup. Not fun. It's painful. I've been through, through that. a few. Okay, <laughs> it is. You know, it it bothers your eating. It, 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 you're sleeping. You think about it. Mm-hmm. You walk around thinking you're all alone. Uh, so, um, yeah. Yeah. Okay. Just don't don't go looking. Yeah, don't wait. try and it'll come. Yeah. Got to work fair. it out. Yeah. yeah Got to work fair. it out. Put in the big right. man upstairs. Cool. Yeah. Hell yeah. Good segment. Good segment. Hell yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so transitioning into our last segment of the day, which you've had some time to think about, which I don't think you have very much, but that's fine. Oh. Um, we are going to do our power rankings. And the word of today is rule, right? So rule, I came... R-U-L-E? Yes. Okay. Yes. Mom thinks my hearing's gone, but... Well, you do listen to voicemails on speakerphone, and the speakerphone's a big topic in the Ranello household. I have to be more flexible. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, so the the word of the today, the word of the today. Well, we had another guy, real nice. He used to stutter, so you know what they called him? The the dash. I mean, that's terrible. That's terrible. That is pretty bad. What was his real name? Franklin Lacava. He was my he was my cousin. Italian surprise. Yeah. Okay, so we're gonna go with the the top three. Like most annoying or like worst school rules you had to deal with, like when you were in school. And dad, you can just kind of rally off whatever you kind of think if you had any like weird rules when you were back in school or anything. But Dylan, do you have a three? Yeah, my three was uh, remember during fire drills how they always made you, you have to be silent and like mm. if you spoke the slightest word during yeah. a fire drill, you th- it was like breaking the law. Yeah. Oh. Which yeah. I made no like we can like if we all just walk out of here and like are chit chatting like what's really gonna be the difference? Yeah. Right here? at this point, like yeah, and it's also a drill. I got yelled at one time because I was this is a little bit different, but fifth grade we had a fire drill and we went outside and it was during like snack time or i was eating some sun chips mm-hmm. and so i brought them out with me and i was handing passing them around to this one girl who you thought was, was in cute? my class probably okay. yeah sure. and my nice. teacher came over and like saw them and it was like the same kind of thing where it was total overreaction grab them and like squeeze them and like crush my sun chips we went back in the room and he screamed at me for like 10 minutes straight oh in front god. of the class overtaking chips outside oh my god I, I think i started crying yeah i definitely started crying <laughs> so he crushed his catnip for that girl yeah yeah the catnip <laughs> 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 All right, my my three was gonna uh, piggyback off that uh, tornado drills. Yeah, I was gonna because the like rule that. was that <laughs> when you went down to the basement and you got in that that position is the most uncomfortable position. And for those of you who don't know what I'm talking about, it's when you it's like a it's like a fetal position, but your knees are on the ground and you have to like put your hands behind your behind your head on your neck. on your neck and then lean lean down into it yeah and it is the most uncomfortable position i have ever been in in my life and then you, you sit there for like 15 to 20 minutes and you're just like can i can i get up like I, and as a as a big fella my like shirt always used to ride oh, up oh yeah and so you have to worry about like your underwear being exposed oh, your back dude, being yeah and with my crack. ass yeah so my your <laughs> ass is just sticking north yeah exactly the problem with having the big ass is they don't make men's pants to fit this ass <laughs> That's a tough, that's a t- that's a tough quote. <laughs> um, so I would always have to buy go up a waist size, so it would be loose on the waist and tight on the ass. So mm-hmm. anytime I'd bend over anything, there'd be no support from the waist because it's already yeah. loose. So it would just like fall down. I've had that issue. Yeah, it's fucking tough, man. Yeah, do you, Dad? Do you have the do you demons have any we struggle with? School? Actually, I thought about that. I hate to say, I was like a good boy. Oh, were you? I really was. I mm-hmm. never got any trouble. I was, you know, raised by parents that were always active and mm-hmm. um rules seemed fine it was it was a normal way i yeah. think this 
not to get old, but sometimes there was more discipline back there. So right. whatever the teacher said, you did. You know, mm-hmm. if, if you didn't do it, then you got hit at home for not paying attention oh, right. to the teacher. You know, <laughs> well, instead of doing a top three, you can talk about um, a little bit like the like what what were kids doing? Like you mentioned, uh, kids never wore jeans. Or never wore tennis shoes to high school, correct? Was that on this broadcast or was that off the record? That was off the record. Yeah. Uh, Yeah, I mean, everybody wore dress pants. Those that could afford it used to get tailor-made pants at a place called D&D. You would get two pair of pants for $25 and he'd give you a free belt. Free belt. And then you would buy these Stetson pointy shoes Mm -hmm. with white stitching and you put white chalk on the stitching and you'd shine your shoes. White chalk on the stitching? Yeah, the white stitching around so the stitching would stand out more. I mean, that's real Italian. This is a public school. Like, you didn't public have to school. wear... Oh, no, you didn't have to. Okay. But you wanted to. Yeah. Like, look, I, I that got... was the style. In my senior class, I got best dressed. Oh, hell yeah. Because, you know, my Let's sisters go. would take me shopping, like, in August oh, before yeah. school, and they lay out all these great outfits, and I loved it. I, we all got dressed up. Nobody wore tennis shoes to school, and nobody ever wore jeans. You're telling me no one? No one. Every single person wouldn't be caught dead wearing British, tennis shoes no, to school? No. Really? Yeah. Interesting. Yeah. Was there a hair requirement? Because I remember, I remember Mickey, um, my half brother, mm-hmm. um, was uh, had a ponytail in high school or middle school, and they grabbed his ponytail and they cut it off. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Was but, there anything like they that? They shouldn't have done. No. But nobody, nobody did that. Yeah. yeah. Nobody had. Probably we were had. all groomed. Yeah. We used to go to Benny the Barber. We used to call him. He had a barber shop there, and he was, was Benny his real name. Yeah, Benny Mezzacapa. Mezzacapa. <laughs> right. You know what that means? <laughs> Meza is half, Kappa is head. So his nickname was Half a Head. <laughs> Another yeah. warm and fuzzy nickname, Benny Meza Kappa. Yeah. yeah. Um, oh. I did think of a funny story, but it had to do with football. Uh, it'd go be ahead. real quick. Yeah, I know you have a time limit on the broadcast. No, we don't. But um, I wasn't real, real big as far as for football. Like I weighed about 165 pounds, and then I would lose 20 pounds to wrestle. And I was a bit of a linebacker. In younger days, I was a, a guard and a tackle <laughs> when I was big compared to the other kids. But as right. I got older, I, wasn't, I was like 165 pounds. And so I used to play middle linebacker, and they used to call that a floating linebacker. So I was supposed to stand back there and float whatever way the play went. Okay? Mm-hmm. So we're playing Glenville, Ooh, an wow. inner city. That, what, a, what a crazy. Well, no, yeah. so I know. So Glenville is predominantly black school. Right and it now. was then too. It is the, oh, right, it just, was I, then. I was, just, I was just wondering. Yeah, it okay. was predominantly black okay. then. Yeah. Uh, we had about 10% black in our high school. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. And 80% Italian and 10% Slovenian. No Irish mm. people? No. Danny no. Green. Didn't yeah, Danny that, Green? Yeah, he was one of the few. Yeah, Dan, like Danny Green went to Collinwood at the same time as my dad for a year. Yeah, he was a little ahead of me. I was like, a like in the ninth grade, and he was like a senior. Yeah. Hmm. Right. Fucking Danny Green went Bad to high guy. school. Yeah. <laughs> so anyway, I was the floating linebacker, and we were playing against Glenville, and two of these big guards came right at me and blasted me straight mm-hmm. back, okay? So on Monday, we're watching the, the, the movies, and the coach Hofflich, I'll never forget. So they're showing the movie, and it shows the movie, these guys. He says, Ronello, Ronello, what were you doing? I said, I was floating, coach. <laughs> uh, he didn't think that was too funny. The guys thought it was funny. And uh, he had a little talk with me after. He didn't like that idea. But I was a floating linebacker. Floating linebacker, <laughs> they, yeah. They floated me right out of the plane. <laughs> they floated you about five yards But back. it's funny how you remember that stuff. I mean, yeah. it really uh-huh. stands out. Uh, different stuff like that. Yeah, yeah. 60 years ago. It's crazy to think about how yeah. I, I can't I can't even imagine remembering something for sixty years, let alone like what I had for breakfast this morning. But that's harder. Really. Yeah, breakfast is harder than yeah, <laughs> harder, yeah. I don't remember breakfast. Yeah. All right. So back to this, Dylan. Do you have a two? Sorry. 
All good. No, you're fine. Uh, my number two is the teachers that make you stay after the test once you've already turned the, turned in the oh, test. Oh yeah, that's but for bad. some reason you have to stay and just like sit there. Yeah. in the class. Oh, that's awful. Yeah, I hate that. That doesn't really happen in college as much, but that's no, more never. that's more of a high school thing. Yeah, or grade it's like school, I'm done. Keep definitely. letting me leave. Yeah. Like, what else am I to do right now? I'd rather go to like a free period, especially in because you could do whatever Piss me you want. Off, yeah. Pissing me off. Um, my number two is, um, the teachers in high school who still make you raise your hand and like ask permission to go to the bathroom. Like, just let me leave the classroom. Like, what do you think I'm doing? At that age, we are definitely mature enough. Yeah. Right. Like, what do you think I'm going to do? Like, like, I almost pissed my pants in like fourth grade when I did that once. Yeah. (laughs) Mom knows I'm going to tell a story. She's going to say, why'd you tell that story? What story? (laughs) Go ahead. About raising your hand. Okay. We were in class, and we had a, a fellow named Mick Stay, was our teacher. Mm-hmm. And he had like an Irish brogue, and we had this country boy. We didn't get too many country boys. Mm-hmm. These kids came up from Tennessee, and they're in class. So he raises his hand, I have to go to the bathroom. And Mick Stay says, no, 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 you just stay here. And he raises his hand, no, no, you just stay here. Finally, the kid said, Mr. Mistay, I got diarrhea. <laughs> <laughs> and a buddy of mine, Louis Capasso, who was a funny guy, another Italian, jumps up and starts yelling, the cat's got diarrhea, the cat's got diarrhea. And the whole class was going crazy. And this poor kid was embarrassed. And so he didn't say diarrhea, he said diarrhea. Diarrhea, he's from Tennessee. So your mother heard that story a couple of times. Yeah, I'm sure. Oh, you're getting a phone call right now. Oh, that's that's mom. Oh, that's mom? She heard. Oh, geez. Yeah, you can just cancel that one. Oh, we have to cancel you. I'm still on the broadcast. Bye. Bye. <laughs> all right, cool. That can all stay right. in, Bloss. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> all right, D, uh, your one? My number one, kind of similar number two, was did you take many AP classes in high school? One. One. Did, did you have to keep doing class after the AP test? I no. had some teachers who, like, that was, like, the normal oh, thing where, like, you yeah. take the AP test, you're done. And the AP some test is late. done before everything. Yeah, and it was, like, it was it would be, like, three weeks before school ended. So, like, senior year, especially, like, most class, I was in, like, two. Mm-hmm. And, like, one of them was, like, yeah, you're done. You don't have to do anything in senior year. And then another one, like, kept teaching after the test, even yeah. though we were not, there's no further testing to be done or yeah. further grades, but we had to oh, keep learning. That's annoying. Oh, yeah. I, can't, I No, we, we, after, when that I shit took my, me off. when I took my AP test, we were done. Yeah, yeah. I remember. <laughs> do you ever hear about Victor Kasnick? What he did on his AP test? No. So he knew he wasn't going to pass it, and that's to like get college credits, right? Yeah. If you pass the AP certain, test, certain scores. And there was a big, there was like a big movement at Ignatius, the moaning movement. Do you remember that? No, the, just me. Okay, you were a year older. It was my senior year. Okay. So like, for some reason, kids just just moan during class. They just be like. Oh fuck, oh, yeah. fuck me! Yeah, I've heard, I've heard, I saw it. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, right. And so there's this, <laughs> there's this gym teacher named Larry Arthur, this big dude, beast. Yeah, right. And so the the joke around school is people would cl- pass the gym and just go, "Oh, Larry, Larry!" Like, just oh like, no, right? They'd be like, "Fuck me, Larry!" Like, oh, <laughs> it was God. bad. It was bad. Yeah. I didn't participate. Uh, <laughs> Your son didn't do that, Mom. No, yeah. Um, but Victor Kasnick, on his on his AP test, for the write-in part, he just drew like a dick, and then in big block letters wrote, Oh, Larry. Oh, I think I have Larry. heard about this. <laughs> yeah. And he got in trouble, right? Well, sure. So they, they caught him, but 
you're not allowed to look into students' AP tests. Ignatius caught him or like Ignatius, AP caught him? Ignatius. Ooh. You're not allowed to look into those tests. It's oh, illegal. Okay. So he got off scot-free they, because they sh- he was like, you're not allowed to look into those tests. Didn't have a warrant. <laughs> they didn't have a warrant for that, that O'Larry yeah. and the thing. Yeah. <laughs> What's your number one? Um, My number one was music. Uh, I just remember like, this isn't even a rule. It was just like a time in my life. In grade school, our music teacher did this thing called the St. Patrick's Day show. And it was, you remember that, Dad, the St. Yeah. Patrick's Day show? Parents and, loved it. Yeah, I'm sure the parents loved it. They got to see their kids up there dance and sing like fucking morons. <laughs> um, but like every year was a theme. Like it was like the Beatles or like blah, 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 like TV shows and stuff. And this music teacher would just take it so goddamn seriously. Like it was like boot camp when we went to music class. Yeah. Like we would be in lines of four. Like we'd be learning dances, all the like the, all the mom moms, not like, not like, not like mom, my mom, mom, but like mom, moms, you know what I'm talking about? With nothing like, else to do. Yeah. Like the classroom moms would come yeah. in and like teach. The Karens. The, yeah. All the time. They were nice. I like yeah. those moms. You know what I mean? Um, they would like teach the dance and everything and they'd be like, no, it's like, it's like pirouette, step left, then rotate <laughs> 70 degrees. And I'm like, lady, I'm in fourth grade and we're singing Here Comes the Sun by the Beatles. Like, I don't want to do this at all. Like, it was awful. Yeah. So that, that, that was, that was my number one. Yeah. So those are our power rankings. Yeah. Let me know how you enjoyed them. Dad, you didn't didn't really do power rankings you just kind of talked about yeah there was general... nothing that really bothered yeah. me. i can't remember <laughs> sure. yeah rules were fairly simple and, yeah you know, mm-hmm. it was a real happy time happy time yeah easier yeah. to simpler yeah. times Post- and we were all in World the same we were all in the same building from the seventh grade on oh really yeah it was all one big building uh-huh. that's how big the building was jesus there were like four thousand building still there yeah it's three f- f- floors mm-hmm. then has a tower up to the six floors how many kids in your graduating class <sighs> rough estimate Probably close to 800 to 1,000. Oh, my God. Yeah, and the school had like 4,000 kids in it because it was 7th through 12th. Yeah, yeah, Yeah. Yeah. sure. It was kind of nice when you're a senior, but when you're in the 7th grade, you're intimidating. Yeah, the 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 older guys guys harass you and stuff like that. Yeah, (laughs) Yeah. Just guys being dudes. Right. Yeah. Simple. Well, Dad... Thank you for coming on so much. Thank we you, really Mr. enjoyed Noel. talking to you. Yeah, I you had some really interesting stories, and I don't know. I, just, I thought it was I great. thought it was the coolest. Oh, yeah. great. one of the coolest ones we've done. Actually, I've enjoyed listening to broadcasts because I learned more about my son. That's true. Things yeah. that he, he wouldn't just share with me come Blurred out on the broadcast. Yeah. So like, I, li- I listened to them, like the O'Larry story. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I probably wouldn't tell the O'Larry yeah, right. story, yeah. the moaning story, <laughs> Ignatius. Yeah, yeah, or half the stories. Yeah. Well, Dad, thank you so much. I love you. I love you. All right. Well, that just about does it for us for episode 13. Mm-hmm. I want to say thanks again to mm-hmm. Mr. Ranilla for yeah, joining us. Dad. Yeah. No, that was that was kick-ass. I mean, I, I even learned things about him that I had no idea about, honestly. And we, like you said, as soon as we finished recording, there was even more stories that came I out. I know, right? Yeah. We, we pressed stop recording. He told us like three more stories about <laughs> yeah. him being like a rifleman in the Marine Corps and shooting like 243 out of 260 <laughs> targets. Insane stuff. Um, yeah. I'll come back another time. Okay, all right. Yeah. All right. He's still in the room. We decided Sorry. to film the outro, but whatever. Yeah, he's still here. Don't worry. <laughs> so uh, we will be back next week, uh, a new year, 2021 version of the potluck. Can you imagine this? Can you believe this podcast made a whole year? Made a whole ass year. Whole ass year. Uh, so we will be Are back. you telling me a shrimp fried this right? <laughs> the 5th of January? I don't know. Uh, we will see you, Jack. What's our song going to be today? Our song is going to be... As I know, just kind of with the theme of the episode, we're gonna go with uh, "Strangers in the Night" by Frank Sinatra. Because what else could you want, honestly? Beautiful. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, Bloss, thank you for your efforts. Thanks, Bloss. Um, everybody, thank you for listening. We will see you all you, in the new year. Uh, hopefully, everybody has a safe, healthy, happy, fun New Year's. Mm-hmm. Safe New Year's safe. Eve and New Year's. 
Uh, until then, Jack, I say to you, same time next year. Oh, same time next year. Strangers in the night, exchanging glances, wandering in the night. What were the chances we'd be sharing love before the night was through? Something in your eyes was so inviting Something in your smile was so exciting Something in my heart told me I must have you Strangers in the night Two lonely people, we were strangers in the night Up to the moment when we said our first hello Little did we know Love was just a glance away A warm embracing dance away And ever since that night We've been together Lovers at first sight In love forever It turned out so right For strangers in the night